0: Today is the end of the Republic, the end of a regime that acquiesces to disorder. At this very moment, in a system far from here, the New Republic lies to the galaxy while secretly supporting the treachery of Faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's another fantastic episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. Thanks for tuning in. We have a great show for you today. We have a fake interview with the voice of Kasura Ziono from Star Wars Resistance, Mr. Christopher Sean is with us. We also have a duel of the fakes, the real news rundown, a tweet of the week caption contest and some more great surprises. My name is Storm Duper and joining me today is my ever-loving co-host, Teab Arantor. Say hello Teeb, how are you?
1: I don't know what you're talking about, saying that I'm ever loving. I'm usually not very fun or happy or loving in any way. I mean, well, we, I use people. I don't love them.
0: You are ever love, and people are loving you ever more, ever more because you need it because you are made of stone.
1: I guess so I, i'll I'll let it slide just once.
0: I mean, think of it this way. If you were a kind and wonderful person, then you would have no need for love. This is just expressing how much love you really require.
1: whoa whoa that's a lot to take in man that's a lot to take in
0: hey it's faking Star Wars we like to go deep right from the beginning you know we gotta hook these people I hear you all right, teeb well, um, with us again, you know this has become a staple on the show now, uh, Darth Eckham over at Channel Star Wars uh, is in our basement, and as part of the payment for getting to stay there for relatively cheaply he 's been producing these new segments on uh, what 's been going on in the galaxy with the with the news so let 's take it over to Darth
2: Eckham down in the basement here. Greetings to all on Eerdoo. This is Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you by Jova Tarkin's Wilderness Tours, Eerdoo Starship Manufacturers, Union Local 913, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. More excited than a rabid veermock. I'm your host, Mike Mann. Oh. <laughs> this week, Corey Plant writes for Inverse about a Star Wars canon theory that has just been suggested in the upcoming book, Star Wars. The Secrets of the Jedi and could very possibly play into The Rise of Skywalker. This angle suggests that at the end of The Return of the Jedi we see Anakin's Force Ghost with Obi-Wan and Yoda on Endor while Luke went on to see them regularly in his training. This is written in The Secrets of the Jedi book which is narrated by Luke Skywalker which is canon. Which means Luke received guidance from a redeemed Darth Vader. Alright, on As only time will tell All we can do is hope that this ends up being true. How awesome would it be?
3: That was awesome!
2: Next, Mattel went there and released three new Star Wars-themed Barbies, which made it on Amazon's Top 20 Best-Selling Dolls list on the day of the release. These include Darth Vader Barbie, which includes a Darth Vader chestplate clutch purse, a blue-haired R2-D2 featuring a C-3PO-inspired clutch purse, and Princess Leia from A New Hope with a Rebel Alliance logo clutch purse and restyled hair buns. Each of these are available for only 100 whoopee whoopie What? No! And finally, Kyle Larson revisits his demo of the upcoming book from Inside Edition's Star Wars The Ultimate Pop-Up Galaxy. As he states, this is not the pop-up book you remember as a child and it cannot be more correct along with a link to his original article about this piece larson has included recently released video by inside editions featuring the creator paper engineer matthew reinhardt explaining some of the scenes from the battle of geonosis to anakin being fitted in his darth vader armor this project is absolutely amazing Kyle also suggests that we may even see a few shots from this Rise of Skywalker pop up at us. This book will be released shortly before the film in December. Make sure you go to Star Wars Newsnet and check out both the original article and the Insight Editions video. Impressive, most impressive. Before we go, CSW would like to extend a very happy birthday to Ahsoka Tano, who made her debut 11 years ago in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Ahsoka lives. Be sure to check us out on all your favorite social media platforms and give us a like, follow, swipe right, whatever you need to do for Channel Star Wars on Mike Man, reminding you that. You may fire when ready. Thank you, Will Huff. And now, back to the guys over at faking Star Wars Radio. All
0: right, well, thanks. Uh thanks, Darth Eckham, Mike Man down there in the basement. Yeah, so what do you think about this Vader, good Vader training Luke Theory? It's uh something new to me i haven't really considered it but i always thought that luke shut himself off from the force pretty quickly uh after you know the jedi temple um incident with kylo ren um but i suppose it's possible that he was getting trained uh by vader long before that and after as well maybe
1: well let's think let's consider where kylo would have gotten his uh his his vader lust
0: Ah, uh, it could be uncle uncle jealousy, like the uncle got tutelage and he wanted the same kind of access.
1: Well, it it's it's something like that, but maybe like um maybe there was a little bit of Vader worship that was uh going on like where Luke had access to Anakin. Mm-hmm. But he might have felt like that was only one side of what he was getting and so he was always closed off to that that Vader portion of his grandfather his granddaddy that could be and uh Mm -hmm. you know um this would actually make sense if you think about it with regards to luke saving his father you know saving anakin and then i mean it it would stand to reason that all these other jedi can speak to him why would anakin be shut off from the force and not be able to to communicate with him i mean yeah that 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 would make sense to me if it was my father i would do everything in my power to speak to that force ghost you know what i mean so but then the, the the real question that's always bothered me is when did kylo get all this love for vader did it come from snoke maybe that's what it is maybe snoke was like yeah you know anakin used to be this badass called darth vader and luke's never told you about him but i'm going to tell you all about him it seems, you know him as Anakin.
0: You have a lot of interesting questions that could have, done, uh, could have gone really far to developing a fantastic uh, story in a Star Wars sequel film. Unfortunately, we didn't get any of that information, and so we're less just mopping up the entrails of this uh, you know, gutted, gutted beast of the sequel trilogy that we have now.
1: Well, I actually really was kind of disappointed you asked me that question because I want to talk about if Ahsoka Khan had a clutch purse, what it would look like. Oh, yeah. that's what I really wanted to talk about. It would
0: be some cool colors, I'm sure. I mean, it would look kind of like a, well, if Mario Kart, you know, had a clutch purse. I think we're talking in that department.
1: Yeah, definitely those colors, for sure.
0: Cool. Well, um, getting on the feminine, the feminine cart, as it were, uh, you know, the news about uh, Ken Kenner, is it, uh, releasing the... Mattel, he said. Uh, Mattel, sorry, it's Mattel. Uh, Kenner is the uh, original Star Wars figures, but yes. uh, Mattel releasing the Barbie Star Wars-themed Barbie dolls to add to your collection, Teab. You're going to have to install some new shelves to uh, to make them all look symmetrical.
1: That's a filthy, filthy lie. I do not have Barbies. I played with Barbies once, and I got the worst beating I of my life. I can
0: see that there are literally... Hundreds of Barbie dolls sitting there on shelves in p- in perfect pristine packaging.
1: Uh, you must uh, have some kind of like video streaming from Vox's apartment or something like that. I don't know.
0: I know IG69 doesn't have anything in his apartment.
1: Yeah, he he, he doesn't like to stick around in one place too long because he is an assassin droid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, will you be picking up one of these just for a uh, good measure, just to show that you're still a soft, lovable, uh, you know, little Ewok inside?
1: not even if you paid me money
0: (laughs) i think it's a cool idea i mean they have themed star wars around all kinds of different stuff but r2d2 as a damsel or as a buxom a buxom california girl wasn't like uh, something that i think that came readily to my mind
1: she looked like barbie it looked like barbie was wearing a trash can
0: yeah it was it was a really weird situation there with that dress but you can now imagine that people are going to be cosplaying as the Star Wars Barbie dolls.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that could make sure
0: um, some very interesting slutty Halloween costumes. I, I can't say I'm not in favor of that.
1: Well, yeah, I'm always in favor of that. But are we are we talking that they're going to go as Barbie cosplaying as Star Wars? I thought the whole idea because was that it was these Star girl, Wars characters it's...
0: cosplaying as Barbie. This is what the R2-D2 looks like when he cosplays as, cosplays as Barbie.
1: Right. But if you're an Ugo, how are you gonna play a, a Barbie?
0: It's a lot of makeup is involved.
1: <laughs> a lot of makeup. Mm. Like if you're an Ugo, please don't try this at home. Please just you know go as a Jabba or something.
0: Yeah. See, I was I was so uh, in such a Star Wars mode there, T. But I thought I was trying to ask myself, what's an Ugo? What species is that? Is that, the, <laughs> is that like a Twi'lek? Like... <laughs>
1: You just, no, it's just your standard garden variety uggo
0: Yeah, you just you had me going. I was so into it there, you know.
1: You thought there was some some obscure race you had never heard of. Ugos, are they? Yeah. Any relation to Ugnaughts? I was
0: I was doubting my my canon uh, literacy for a moment up on, on the Star Wars galaxy. So Pablo Udalgo, Pablo Hidalgo was shaking in his shoes too, I'm sure. Uh <laughs> Great. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Darth Eckham and we look forward to hearing uh from you next episode.
1: Are you are you ready for this? Have you heard about this? Do you know about this?
0: What you got, T? What you got, my man?
1: So, starwars.com has this supposed it's what the, what they're calling the back to school shopping guide. And I got to tell you, it's full of poodoo.
0: <laughs> it's like a big bag of poodoo, huh?
1: It's like a big steaming hot dog, you know, just a big poodoo. Yeah, so oh, like, listen to some, you're looking you through listen the list something.
0: of like what what a teacher says you have to bring to like first grade. It's like pack of twenty four Crayola crayons, uh, one of pink and gray eraser, three bag of Doug Poodoo. Mom is going, what the what the hell is this school? <laughs> Things are really gone to hell, you know. Man, when I was a kid, all we had to bring was Bantha Poodoo. Now we have to bring Doug Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, Saboba. Thanks you for your service. All right, so listen to some of the garbage they actually have on this list. Okay, Great. box calendars for kids. I mean, right? Because little Johnny Jedi is sitting at his desk and propping up his little calendar right next to his 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 what his fern. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what little what little you know elementary school middle school kid is putting uh, oh let me get my box calendar i don't even know what the hell a box calendar is is you know it, what it box one of those like
0: is? tear off each day yes. kind of calendars yes. like Farside exactly. far side or yeah yeah exactly
1: huh. yeah Farside. that's throwing it way back my friend i mean a yeah, kid so... a kid
0: can't even remember when it's the same day as the day that it still is like and what, how is one of those like a kid needs more like a five minute box calendar like oh five more minutes have passed you know
1: like, like a goldfish like, yeah, like, like four hundred pages
0: for a whole year you know
1: the ADHD box calendar kit it's 4,000 pages long because <laughs> it's all in five minute intervals that's awesome. Yeah, lunch boxes. Okay, but they aren't actually boxes. They're the boxes. They're these little, you know, these little plasticky vinyl things with the zippers on the side. Ah, uh, yeah. Because you, you,
0: you can't hit kids over the head with those when they're bullies to you.
1: Exactly. Right. That's exactly what I said. Back in my day, we had these steel containers with these giant thermoses in them, and oh. they were perfect for dealing with bullies looking for a well, quick trip to the dentist. That's you know why what there I mean? weren't any bullies,
0: because kids had those steel lunch boxes. Now they have to buy the cold lunch. They don't even have hot lunch anymore. You have to buy cold lunch you can burn people with a hot lunch <laughs> you know? yeah right it's like and so what are you gonna do to defend lunch. yourself when biff comes over and smashes your face into your cold lunch like what are you gonna do taunt him and say that he you know like yeah
1: it's your density i'm your density yeah so also a bunch of backpacks because you know it's just to me that's just basic stormtrooper bitch wear if you ask me
0: would you wear a like bb-8 backpack if if I, I have
1: worn an R two D two backpack, but I'm not a total, uh, uh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, I, I'm I'm a, you know I I'll go as far as R two B B eight. I think is is just a little too cutesy for me. Although I did meet B B eight in person one time, and he was uh, he was kind of a little prick. He's a rascal. He
0: he would yeah, definitely not he... be teacher's pet. I I, I think R two would be more of the teacher's pet.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to meeting the megaphone uh, on a wheel or whatever the hell it is in in the next movie. Dio.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Dio. We are not men.
0: See, if Dio was in elementary
1: school, he would probably be the kid that, like,
0: wet his pants, you know, in, (laughs) in, like, second grade, right? Not even, like, kindergarten. Did you have a kid like that, you know, who just didn't matter? Like, it was was the day before graduation. (laughs) They were finishing their organic chemistry final, and they're like, uh, I wet my pants again, you know. Just just, just for good measure, one more time, right?
1: <laughs> that's Dio, that's what you're saying. I think it would like be that? Dio. He
0: he just he strikes me that way.
1: I'm waiting for him to get launched in this space and lost forever like Wilson, but we'll see. That's what I'm hoping out. I'll hold my hopes out for. Okay, and pencil cases. Because you know, do kids even use pencils anymore? I mean in my school pencils were only good for one thing and that was pencil break. And it's a simple game where, if you're not familiar, you basically broke your pencils. <laughs> it was hours of fun until Mrs. Blanco had to stick her big butt in and confiscate all your pencils. But then we used crayons, and they were delicious. So
0: Mrs. Blanco.
1: Oh, yeah. That's quite an erotic-sounding
0: name for an elementary school teacher.
1: Well, I used to think she was hot until she got me in trouble for breaking all of her crayons. <laughs>
0: You know, I had a I had a teacher in in sixth grade who uh, I think she was a bit of a Star Wars nerd, but she also was like super type A, like OCD, and she had yes. a whole bag of pencils printed that said like stolen from Ms. Anderson in like nineteen whatever the year was, <laughs> and and I still have one of those pencils, you know, going back like for a year. Like I I really want to go back and 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 uh, show this pencil and say, hey, look at what a pedantic. Uh, you know what you were, have you changed at all? Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. Oh, and also they have some books on that list because that's just what your kid you know, wants for going back to school is more freaking books. So anyway, I decided that I would come up with a different list, a more believable, accurate list for the Star Wars people. Uh, so, oh, okay. if you would like to hear those, I will tell you now. Uh, thank you for so your time you and know.
0: energy and effort, T. But no, no, thanks. We'll maybe we'll uh, put that out as a special edition, you know, for um, the future. If we get a Patreon subscriber or something, they can listen to it. Well,
1: I'll tell you <laughs> what. I'm just gonna give it to you, and it'll be your little secret. Okay. <laughs>
0: now nah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Just this once, because <laughs> I
1: worked really hard. Only, on only you, because okay? it's back
0: to school, and I'm I'm feeling generous.
1: <laughs> thank you. And I
0: don't think you wet your pants this week, so go ahead.
1: uh definitely not so here's my list alright Leku scrunchies
0: Leku because
1: you know it's Leku scrunchies you are familiar with Leku
0: yeah what is a Leku remind me
1: Leku is the the head tails on the Twi'leks
0: ah yes oh of course
1: so to me, I mean that's perfect way to showcase your allegiance, your colors, whatever style, you know. And, and you gotta put it in the neon because everything is the '90s now. Everything is back to the '90s, so it's gotta be like bright, ridiculous neon uh-huh. and just obnoxious. And if you don't have leku, I guess it just sucks to be you, you know, because you're just a puny human. Yeah. So.
0: so leku, I, mean, I have leku. leku. is sort of like the the toilet equivalent of genitalia, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Yes. And I mean, a scrunchie that just is a pleasure all day.
0: Wow. Wow. I love Hugging it.
1: your leku all day. I mean, it's just a good time.
0: Perfect for elementary school kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was thinking more like high school, yeah. but okay. So I also came up with uh wowie wookie whistles. And these are these whistles that when you blow into them, they go, they get louder and louder, <laughs> but it's with wookie screeches.
0: Well, that, that sounds not irritating at all. It's, that's great. That's one of those gifts that like you want to pay somebody not to give your kid, right? <laughs> or you buy for, exactly. you know, the kid's mom that you hate. Like make sure that she has that gift.
1: Well these okay, let me let me put it let me put it like this. This list, this this is actually for the kids that are going to school. This is not for the parents, because sure, you know sure. the hell with the parents. This is for the kids so they can enjoy their time at school. So I would like to say too, that one in every twenty thousand sold will give you the anachronistic Tarzan bellow, which actually makes no sense in Star Wars
0: mm, just to keep things spicy and interesting,
1: yes, and then trapper keepers because duh, I'm bringing them back um and now this i was really I was really happy about this one uh archive erasers
0: ooh, that sounds very useful,
1: yeah, these are nifty little devices that allow your kid to simply wipe out planets and plans from the archives. So little Sally Tarkin forgot her homework about Tatooine. No problem. There the Planet you go. no longer exists. Nice. Problem solved. Nice.
0: It helps. It helps. Uh, you know, put up a uh, better credentials maybe in the long run if they want to get into the Imperial Academy. They, you know, erase those F's from their grade transfer. Politics.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just yeah, just it helps them. Oh yeah. Any really any kind of
0: infractions. It. You know, like if they went to a protest the Empire didn't like. You know. Cool.
1: Yeah, and then uh, finally. Uh, candy death sticks. Now these are actual death sticks <laughs> disguised as candy death sticks, so that your kid can experience despair and financial ruin early on.
0: So it's a good way. It's a good way to make sure that they get right into the system, tapping society of, of resources.
1: Right. They. You think that they're candy death sticks, but they're actually real death sticks disguised as candy death sticks. So when you give them <laughs> to your kid, you get your kid hooked on the death sticks right away. Beautiful. So there's no, you know, misconception about like these are these aren't real it they you want them to get hooked because then again they will experience what life is truly if like. only
0: somebody would actually take this to heart and make something like that you know like for example i don't know like marijuana infused jelly beans or uh, gummy bears or somehow making like a marijuana soda uh, out in colorado or something you know then it would be a case of uh, life imitating art but i don't think that's ever going to happen
1: no, that sounds like a crazy nope. idea.
0: Nope, never happens.
1: So, do you have any that you'd like to include? Uh, actually, don't send us to them. Don't send them to us in your comments or your reviews because really, nothing you can come up with is better than what we came up with today. That's so, true. I mean, don't waste do your time.
0: Do not send them to me at Uh I will not read them, and uh, I will just send them right back to you on Twitter. So. Yes. Uh, great. Well, they are very good. Thanks for listening. If you, do, uh, if you do have a youngling going back to school, uh, we do wish you well at Faking Star Wars. And we do have a 10% discount for all of these items on our uh, website, fakingstarwars.net, keyword goober.
3: Do all of the fakes. Do all.
0: Well, you know what that sound means, Teeb. Are you excited? You know what it is. You know what it is. I can just see. The dishes are done, dude. The dishes are done. Start the drool. It's your favorite time, Teeb. It's time for Duel of the Fakes.
1: Yay. A-o-ga.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Storm Duper coming at you with another Duel of the Fakes. Praise the maker. Who that is. Hoop, there it is. Raise the roof. Can I get a hell yeah?
1: Can I get a no? Uh, what the hell is that? I'm being
0: extra animated because this duel of the fakes is all about animation. Know what I mean,
1: Ooga. Oh, I get it. Just I I just don't like it. And just just stop. <laughs> just you're embarrassing yourself.
0: Fine, Grouchy McGrouchy pants Um, I will try to be less animated. I cannot do anything about my natural charm, though.
1: Yeah, you're such a scoundrel. All
0: right, well, let's get to it. Um, for any of you who might be playing along at home, Duel of the Fakes is that game where I am going to throw out two Star Wars news stories, sorry, three Star Wars news stories that should all be faker than fake. However, one of them is only pretending to be fake. It is Teab's sacred duty to smoke out the true story and keep us at 100% on the fake meter levels.
1: Indeed, and I have been marathoning the Ewoks cartoon all day, so you know I'm ready. So just go ahead and hit me with your first story. Now, do it.
0: Ewoks cartoon. I feel sorry for you. Do it. Remember, you are looking for the one true story hiding in a bunch of fakes. First up, number one, Star Wars Rollout. This is the all-new online series of animated shorts for kids, but it has come under fire from the National Association for Health and Fitness, for promoting obesity in children. According to the NAHF, Japanese artist Hideo Itoyanagi's roly-poly designs, which give every Star Wars character the BB-8 treatment, make it seem cute and acceptable to be overweight and to be leading a sedentary lifestyle. A spokesperson for Lucasfilm countered these claims, saying, Lucasfilm promotes fitness, healthy living, and mindfulness for kids of all ages through our fuel your force initiative to claim star wars rollout encourages obesity is absolutely ludicrous 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 speed so that's the first story story number two um onto our second story this is actually dedicated to star wars animation by the way this entire edition of duel the fakes um there is renewed interest in in Gendi Tartakovsky's 2003 Emmy Award-winning Clone Wars micro-series at Lucasfilm, if you're familiar with that series, Teb, um a- according oh, to a recent deadline story, Lucasfilm is actively considering making this part of Star Wars canon. Uh, even better news, the report claims that Dave Filoni has met with Tartakovsky and offered him an all-new 2D hand-drawn animated series for Disney+. Plus. So some big news in animation mm-hmm. getting ready. I mean, Disney does have a lot of hours to fill with their streaming service, don't they?
1: Yes, they do. I, I, I actually have a, a bit of a lead on a, a new show that, not too many people are familiar with yet that I will be breaking on FakingStarWars.net. So stay Ooh, excellent. tuned Yes, get
0: on there. Is that going to come out this next week then? Uh, oh, it God. might. It Very might. good. Thanks for being specific so that our fans know exactly when to find what they're looking for.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, if I tell them exactly when to look, then they're just going to wait. They're never oh, going to go to the true. site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to tell them.
0: It could be four years oh, from okay. now. Well, well, I don't want to say be four it's years four years from now, from Disney now. Plus is coming Five out. Five years from them. now. What the heck?
1: It could be any time between now Excellent. and November. Oh, okay. will leave it well,
0: that's at that. another, That's specific, specific enough for me. Here's our final sure. story, Teab, if I haven't confused you uh, enough. Last but not least, our third story that may only be pretending to be complete Bantha Poodoo, or Doug Poodoo, I guess. Bobby Moynihan, who plays Orca on mm. Star Wars Resistance, is best known as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Not only has the comedian appeared in several Star Wars related sketches, he actually co wrote one of the most popular ones. Do you know what that one is? It's the.
1: I believe that's the one where he is a giant uh, Barbie dog. This is the
0: Undercover Boss featuring Kylo Ren. Uh, it's a very popular. Uh, ah, um, Matt, the Radar Yes. So very few people actually know about the Star Wars comedy sketch that did not make it onto the air that night because there was more than one. But sometimes they have extra sh- extra scenes that get cut um, due to time. And as Moynihan puts it, I had an idea that we thankfully didn't do, where me and Terran Killam were two stormtroopers who were just sweeping up. And then Han Solo's body fell. And we were just like, we just cleaned. Aha. huh. Mm-hmm. So, let's review our three dueling stories. You've got Star Wars rollout being called out for promoting obesity in kids. The Clone Wars, original Clone Wars micro-series cartoons set to be canonized and its creator in talks for a new animated series for Disney+. And Bobby Moynihan once pitched a macabre sketch that involved Han Solo's corpse. Which one do you think is the fake fake story, Tib? Can you pick the true story, only pretending to be fake news?
1: Well, I got the last one wrong because I talked myself out of my uh, my first answer. You talked me out of my first answer, so all I
0: did was lovingly try to get you to view the issue from all perspectives.
1: Mm-hmm. From certain points of view, you mean? Of course. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and say the uh, Clone Wars Dave Filoni Disney Plus canon series by Tarkovsky is the fake, fake, 100% true story.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: All right. Is that your final answer, Teeb? That is my final answer, Duper.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not even going to patronize you and try to get you to change, you know, because you didn't like it when I did that last week. So are you ready for the results?
1: I suppose so.
0: Okay, well, that first story is completely false. It came right out of Willie Bobo's Sarlacc Pit. Completely fake. Has nothing to do with uh, reality, I'm sorry to say. Which means that the true story, Masquerading Only as a Fake, is the last story about Bobby Moynihan. So, yes, it's true. As ridiculous as it sounds, they actually had a scene where uh, they were they were mopping up, I guess, in, as janitors. And then Han Solo, the big spoiler of Han Solo dying in the movie. Uh, and this is an actual actual scene that they had scripted and, and practiced for Saturday Night Live, but it didn't make the air that night.
1: Well, oh, this is what I get for looking at fakingstarwars.net before these shows because uh, – <laughs>
0: Have you been? I think I astray? saw
1: that. I must have read it on FakingStarWars.net. <laughs> <You must laughs> the, the Tartoski story. That's right. Yep. yeah. It's <laughs> great disinformation campaign, right there. That's right. Well, yeah. Uh, if good, you read that's it,
0: good work. If you read it there, like you definitely uh, don't want to trust in anything you saw there. So,
1: <laughs> well, it's fake canon, is what it is. It's fake canon. I mean, precisely. It's awesome. Well, Willie Bobo has a pretty good track record
0: faking you out on the, on this season. Um, I can't remember if you've actually even won one yet.
1: Have you, Teab? <laughs> I think I got one at the beginning of the year, in January or something. It's
0: incredible because, you know, a monkey would be right 33% of the time, and you're doing (laughs) much worse than a monkey.
1: (laughs) hey I think I'm right where monkey's at you said 33% (laughs) I think I got one on a three so far so well we'll let our
0: statisticians uh, in the home office determine that for us Um, but in the future if you do have an idea for Duel of the Fakes please send it to us on Twitter my Twitter handle is StormDuper Willie Bobo is at Faking Star Wars we're ready and waiting to hear your ideas
3: Duel of the Fakes Duel
2: of the Mandalore sector, you've made them the most popular cracker in the outer rim. Delicious sateen saltines, the Duchess Delight! Satines have a crisp golden texture with a uniquely fresh taste. Made from spices grown in the Findar Plateau and stone ground grains from the harvest fields of Concord Dawn. Satines are an excellent complement to salads, soups, or simply alone. Remember the name Satine Saltines, a fresh, crisp taste with a difference. Satine Saltines Crackers, the Duchess Delight from Crizico. Tweet, 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 tweet
0: of the week. We have a great Tweet of the Week this time, uh, Teeb. As you know, we've been running a lot of these caption contests on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't uh, listened to the podcast in a while, you may know that we use Twitter prolifically. And this tweet comes to us from William Ocasio-Bobo at Faking Star Wars, who posted a picture of J.J. Um, Abrams giving a TED Talk, I believe, where he demonstrated the importance of his mystery box. Um, he's standing there on stage pointing to the box, and the tweet says, What's the title to this TED Talk? Fake answers only. Uh, do
1: you have any ideas, Chib? Uh Do I have any ideas? I have a lot of ideas mm-hmm. about this tweet. Not many.
0: So some of the uh, responses that garnered a few likes um, were... The Birth of the Riddler. Uh, ah. Yeah. Uh, another person wrote, uh, let's see, uh, When Your Parents Disappoint You on Your Birthday. That one came to us from Roger Larson, 1970. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, just Josu underscore Can was the one about the Riddler, um, which I guess that's because there's a question mark on the box. But, um, mm-hmm. Okay, here's another one. It's a Game of Chance. The Star Wars, Star Trek, and the Monopoly Connection. So,
3: Hmm.
0: it's pretty good. Um, I have to say, though, some of the people out there on the Twitterverse are very stupid because they thought that Willie Bo was asking what's actually in the box, and... um, it's not hard. I mean, if you can use Twitter and you can read English, it's pretty easy to understand what we were asking. So Sal Venturelli uh, tweeted the Riddler's favorite cigars, um, and so uh, yeah, I guess calling the talk that doesn't really make sense. But I'm assuming he's saying that's what the Riddler had in the box. Um, Bad Frankenstein at Frankenstein Bad tweeted that my badly rebooted mystery porn collection was in the box. Um, so, yeah, a couple of people who don't know how to pay attention to teacher there. Uh, they may need some remedial work or could benefit from a few of the items on your back to school list, possibly. Uh, but our yes. number one favorite, uh, I would say this one got the most likes, at least. Um, and so winning our contest this week uh, is Vexor 4000, derail 86, who wrote uh, this talk should be called How to Write a Loot Crate Box.
1: So yeah, how to, how to write... write a loot crate? Bar. Yes,
0: so I I don't really know what he's ex- what he's talking about there. Loot crates. Can you explain to our listeners what what the joke is here?
1: So a loot crate, I do believe, is uh, a crate full of loot, and loot is something that like a, a space It's like a ten-stringed
0: might... a ten-stringed instrument from the middle uh, middle ages, right? Mid mid medieval times, Mid-Ave, middle ages.
1: Yes, yeah, something like uh like a, a madrigal will be played on, perhaps. Yeah, it looks
0: like a bit like a tiny guitar or a ukulele uh had a baby or something.
1: Right, like a wandering minstrel might play it.
0: Hmm. hmm. And is that something that Star Wars is related to or JJ J. Abrams is famous for playing lutes?
1: Well, there was that uh character in solo that tried to play the oh, it was, uh, corn.
0: Who tried to play the Who's What Witch? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, the Valachor. Oh, yes. Tobias Beckett and his Valcor blues, which we uh, we actually did have the good fortune of interviewing Tobias Beckett on an episode last season. Go back and check it out.
1: Oh, I'll have to check that out. That was so before Teeb. Oh, was it before the days of Teeb? I believe so.
0: You know, I don't think so, because as I recall, I recorded that episode after um, uh, I had relocated, and I knew you before my relocation. We had done episodes together,
1: so. Hmm. possible so you're saying I'm wrong about something that's it's
0: it's impossible, I know, but in any case, teeb uh that loot crate uh you know um I guess is the winner of our caption contest. If you wanna get on Twitter and respond, that's at Willie Bobo's Twitter handle at faking
1: Star Wars. see, I would have said something um, like uh I wanna be big,
0: yeah, right, I wanna be big or I wanna have original ideas or
1: uh you know. I want people to, to me, like me. he looks me. like the kid from uh, Big. He looks like, and that should be like the Zoltan card. You're like, I want to be big. Oh, yeah. He looks like he's a little guy. He looks like he's just a little guy in this picture. Who just played, a little, who little played him? Uh, little it was, JJ. Little JJ. Um,
0: it was Tom Hanks, right? Who played well, not as a kid. The character. Yeah. He, this, oh, he oh. looks
1: like the kid version of Josh. Joshy! right, right, okay. Joshy! Okay. why is there a man wearing underwear in your room, Joshie? <laughs> what is that actor
0: going along to do? I I don't know if he's done. He's anything. been in a lot of stuff in the in the
1: in the day. Yeah, cool, cool. I'm not looking it up now. Let other people look it up.
0: <laughs> maybe he's done more voice acting. Uh, maybe that's why we're not really familiar. A lot of famous people have done more voice acting than you'd expect. A lot of people start they off get their ugly. careers as actors. They become actors. uggos.
1: They become uggos.
0: Yeah, and then after they get older, I guess, then they become more interested in voice acting. uh, Voice actors have to work less time per day. Uh, It's only like four hours a day, so that's kind of nice.
1: No makeup, no No wardrobe, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, Give me my lines, tell me what I got to say, put me in a room with some air conditioning and some eggshells, and I'm ready to go, man. That's what we do here. We're rolling. Hi, rolling.
0: I mean, we've never done an episode that took more than four hours to record, have we? (laughs)
1: <laughs> only the first one
0: yeah well you know you said something interesting that that voice actors tend to be uggos but um actually we are, our next guest on the podcast today i would say is anything but an got to start you know acting on many different shows days of our lives soap opera uh
1: do you know who i'm talking about you can only be talking about cameron manaheim
0: no, uh, none other than Christopher Sean, who voiced, who does the voice of Kasuda uh, Siono on Star Wars Resistance. I actually have him right here in the closet. Uh, let me just uh, get the lock here and let him out. He's been trapped in there all day. Uh, I did I did slip some barbecue sauce and chicken nuggets under the door earlier, so he's hopefully well-fed and rested.
1: Um, well, that's what he gets for not having a last name.
0: Right, right. And, you know, uh, I know he's very busy, so we're just going to ask him a couple questions about Star Wars Resistance. Um, so, uh, Christopher, Sean, you know, it's wonderful to have you here on the podcast. Um, first of all, question number one, uh, how did you feel when you heard that Resistance had been canceled? I was ecstatic. I was over the moon. I couldn't believe it. I, uh, I remember thinking, this is amazing and how long is it until we can tell someone well um you know i guess uh it's nice that you're fairly optimistic about your future um i wouldn't have expected such glee from you but uh you know so how how are you going to go about celebrating the end of the show you'll see you'll see (laughs) so what do you think about jar jar binks as a character i mean he's amazing he's so cool and against all odds still fights he's just like all of us we can relate this is such a task that it's so enormous that we're like i don't know if i can and again do or
1: do not there's no try and he did
0: hmm well um was it hard for you to tell that class of adoring seven-year-olds that you would be canceling their class visit due to your very important pedicure when the time comes and you need to make a decision and you need to make it fast you got to stick by that decision that, that's what Kaz does
3: <laughs> hmm
0: Okay, well, that's all we have time for, Mr. Sean. Thanks for uh, finally responding to us and coming into the studio and making this interview happen for Faking Star Wars Radio. Love it. It's full of love. It's amazing. And thank you very much. I'm honored, and I feel so privileged to be a part of it. It's really good to have you here, Chris. Um, And uh, yeah, so what did you think about Christopher Sean, Teeb?
1: I think you might have killed him. Uh, have you seen Star Wars Resistance? I started watching it, and then I realized it was basically just another way of getting pod racing, but in space. And I was like, I'm out.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, um, actually right before um, I watched it uh, for the first time, you know, they have those rings that the they race through. I had actually just been to the Red Bull, like, um air race. Uh, if you're familiar with this event, they actually huh. put up these giant you know, air filled pylons and they actually race yes. through these things and yeah. do flips and all that. So to me it was exactly like that and I, I was actually surprised that there was no product on the show approximating Red Bull.
1: That's a good point. Uh I thought they did have sponsors though. I'm only kidding, I actually do like the show. Yeah. Um I thought they did have sponsors though um within the, the universe. I thought there were actually like uh the racers were sponsored by the different um factions you know, conglomerates or whatever and, it is. Faction stuff, be. yeah, because I know they get bet on obviously. There's really oh, uh, gambling. Definitely.
0: Um, well, one of the things you know, this uh gave, gave uh, the producers basically a chance to uh, do a little bit more in the Star Wars world with a uh, character. Um, but my, my least favorite character on the show is actually played by um Josh Brennan, you know, from Silicon Valley, who plays Big Head on that show. Have you ever seen Big Head?
1: Uh, is that the this woman?
0: Spaghetti. So, uh, he's kind of the guy who stumbles into the riches in Silicon Valley. Like he, he's a, he's not very smart or anything, but he gets, he gets just very lucky and he ends up like with all this money. Uh, but, um, he plays Nico on this, uh, show, uh, resistance, Nico, um, I always think Neko, Wafer, Josh, you know, Brenner? Josh Brenner, so, so. Niku is probably uh, the second worst character, uh, I think, ever invented in the Star Wars world.
1: You don't like how he talks very literally and is like Drax, but like more. Well, like for me, that's
0: it. He just he seems like this, you know, kind of stupid, perverted, like, um, morph of Drax uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy and then Data from Star Trek Next Generation.
1: Full stop. Full stop. Why is he perverted? (laughs) What version were you watching? Were you watching the right version? Well, uh, okay, this is a show for like kids,
0: right? And he says, "Oh yeah, I love my pet. I had a pet, and like then my pet died, and then I ate it, and it was delicious." Like he's he is psychopathic at least. Oh,
1: he, he he. Well, he has no qualms, no tact, no understanding of basic empathetic. So why didn't they get you to audition for the role instead of Josh Brenner? Well, because obviously I'm working for you, (laughs) clowns.
0: And, you know, it's interesting that everything to this show feels like it's a derivation. And, I mean, I know that things are influenced, and and Dave Filoni has been influenced by a lot of things, but everything was just so much, so obviously stolen from something else. Like, even the names of things, like the, the planet. Do you know the name of the planet where the Colossus is? It's called Castellan. No. Right? which is basically Castellon in Spanish, which is like the big castle. And castle. I mean, that's what the Colossus is, is a big castle. And even the accents of, of Doza and Taradoza, her uh, daughter, they have like a mm-hmm. Latino mm-hmm. kind of Spanish colonial accents and even their style.
1: Well, I looked at Taradoza as uh, Doza the Explorer. Well, there's that
0: too, of course. Like there's not, there's, there's room for more than one derivation in each character. So, that was not something I liked there about is. it. Um, and 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 there were and I think because of that, because everything seems very thin. Uh, like for example, I mean, Rodians they speak Basic. Um, you know, there's a scene where they go down to the basement, basically the Colossus, and they're talking to what they call the Shell Folk, who are basically like uh, slow motion sloth teenage mutant ninja turtles who are just really gadgety and handy. And I wonder, like. If you just played, like, that 90-second clip when they were down there talking to them about, like, these children, orphans that they found or whatever, like, would George Lucas himself watch this and even think it was Star Wars? Like, it's just – it's so far removed from, like, anything that approximates what Star Wars is supposed to be Uh, in some cases. Not all. Like, some Mm -hmm. of it's very much Star Wars. But then there's just this weird filler stuff that feels so weird to me as a fan. I don't know.
1: I feel like – and I think I might have mentioned this on other shows, but I feel like it's got that Casablanca like feel oh, to sure. it. Like Casablanca for kids. I don't think like you said I I can understand the 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 imagery of of like Lucas watching this and not believing that it's Star Wars other than the fact that it's, you know, aliens and there's the empire and things like that, but you're saying that like, the story itself doesn't really resonate as Star Wars? Is that what you're saying? I don't
0: know. It just feels kind of stupid to me. Like... Like droids? I guess, yeah. And, I mean, like, Tora has a dog named Buggles. I mean, it's just like... Why not... It's just... like <laughs> it's
1: what funny name. What the Buggles. Heck? like Buggles. Or... I don't know. I, like, I was expecting it to be g- garbage. Um, but, yeah, that... I was worried it would be just this SJW Star Wars where it would just be overbearing nonsense of resistance. Yay, we have to resist everybody because right. we're the resistance. And it wasn't that at all. Like I said, it's more like Casablanca where they're like in between mm. wars. And they're kind of moving their – their. Uh, you, you can see alliances being formed and different um, – you know, factions taking sides. And And people trading sides, I like the uh, the concept of uh, Tardos's... What's
0: what's her name? Um, uh, The mechanic who changes sides kind of at the end. Spoilers, sorry. Taz? The pirate? she's not the pirate. She's a mechanic.
1: And she... Oh, she's... Well, I haven't watched the last two episodes, so thanks for that. Anyway,
0: so she sort of has more sympathy with the First Order in the end, so...
1: The last one I saw was when um, somebody found out that Tarrado's dad used to work in the. Oh, you the only watched like office, the first so.
0: half of the uh, season, then. Yeah, you've missed Maybe. a lot.
1: Maybe my DVR hasn't recorded anymore. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's looking out for me. It's I back to know.
0: school. You know, it's like no more no more TV for Teab. You've got to get got to get back there and get the grades. <sighs>
1: Got to do my Wowie whistles, my wookie my Wowie It's whistles, Tam. Definitely. The character I'm
0: thinking of is Tam, by the way. So she sort of is that Casablanca feel where the, you don't know if she good, is she bad, going back right. and forth. I mean, I understand that. That works. But then there's other, other things that compromise that elegance by being just plain stupid. Like Bill Nye plays the pirate ship uh, leader, Craig Gore, who's the captain. And he is mm-hmm. – I mean, he is exactly – Uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Davy Jones. Like he's got octopus crap on his face, and he is. I mean, he's exactly who he is. There's not any nuance to it at all. Literally, he's cut and pasted from that movie.
1: So you're thinking they're slapping stickers is almost what you're talking about? Like when toys come out and they and they just slap different stickers on. They're just like taking animation cells somewhere in some box somewhere. They're like, well, we're going to do a Pirates of the Caribbean show, but it got scrapped. Let's just make it in space and call it Resistance.
0: I think I think they've really taken to heart the message. I was listening to like Ryan Johnson. He had, it was on um, who's the guy in his uh, movies? Joshua or who's the guy in Ryan Johnson's movies all the time? JJ G- Joshua, Joshua Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Um, he has a new podcast out. It's like on creativity, and they're right. talking about how you know creativity is kind of like taking something and then doing something new with it. Like you know, well, let's make a film noir, but then like let's make it in high school. Right? Right. And so that makes it creative suddenly. But for some reason, like, when you do that with animation, it ends up feeling less creative because you're already taking something and making animation. So, like, that's the leap. So then when you go and you try to, like... You know stitch in as well these very derived characters it, it ends up feeling really really thin and and it takes away all the drama because we we already know that things aren't going to happen and be dramatic like for example like bb-8 and um kaz kaz and um and uh, uh tara they they fall into this garbage pit and it's shooting lasers at them and we know they're we we know at least BB8 isn't gonna die because the force awakens hasn't happened This yet. isn't
1: Game of Thrones man this is a kids show Yeah I know but it just <laughs> They're not feels gonna like, like kill Kaz like a laser unless, of course, I mean, head. like there, washed it, in serenity you know I mean there like, is sure, the possible. Oh,
0: I mean there is the possibility I suppose <laughs> that like Um, BB-8 and Poe Dameron, like, Poe Dameron is actually, like, Salvador, like, he's like Salvador Dali of droids, right? Like, he gets destroyed, and then Poe finds another orange and white ball droid and names him BB-8 as well. Like, I, I don't know if you know this, but Salvador Dali, one of the most creative people who ever lived, he actually was the second son in his family named Salvador Dali. His parents had a son who died, who they named Salvador Dali, and then when he was born, they he looked identical and they gave him the same name. So, I suppose there's always that possibility that that's what was going on, but
1: I don't know. I just think it's Is what you saying like
0: yes. the clone? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the what's the? Well, oh, maybe they slapped area. some stickers
1: on. him. Maybe it was actually a purple droid. Maybe the BB-8 that we saw in the Force Awakens is actually a purple droid, and you're saying Poe Dameron slapped some stickers on him and made him orange. So kind of like in uh, the Color of Night, where they they forced the the kid to be a different kid or a sleepaway camp. I'm ruining every movie. Yeah, I well, can possibly not, think
0: of. not that you know this. I'm gonna say something really shocking to you. Uh, also, no, watching it's not the possible. Resistance ruined. Uh, what I consider to be the most sacred property of all in Star Wars, which is the prequels uh, trilogy i mean if you 've been listening to this podcast, you know that I am a huge, huge fanatic of the prequels. but after watching resistance i don 't think I can do that anymore because I realize just how stupid they are <laughs> because there 's a scene where one of the um, one of the uh, characters i think it 's actually Doza takes out, or maybe it's a stormtrooper, takes out a uh, droid pop. Oh, no, I think it's Captain Pyre. Takes out a droid popper, which is like a little circular spherical charge that explodes and, like, immobilizes droids instantly. Like, Ah. no problem at all. And I'm like, so why not droid pop the entire droid armies of the prequels? Like, with one giant droid popper. I mean, this would have made the battle on... um, uh, Naboo. On Naboo, just, like not even worth filming right if the if the gungans had gotten their uh proverbial uh pudu together and (laughs) and made a droid popper they could have just been done with it right there but no instead we have this stupid battle that drones out for for time eternal but uh you know so having that technology in the show actually doesn't work for me at all because it makes the rest of the movies look really dumb when it comes to droids
1: but droid poppers are in the future this is the future
0: Oh, no, it's a matter of years. A droid popper doesn't have any specific technology that's, like, special, you know? I mean,
1: Well, I mean, all weapons are, you know, uh, improved upon through different wars. So okay, I'll accept that. To...
0: It is a cartoon. I'll accept that. But then here's the thing that, that goes over beyond for me that makes it just something that I can't get into – Well, the whole premise of the show is they're on this little island, this castle, Castellan, Colossus, Mm. uh, immune from the effects of the First Order. The Republic is still out there, you know. Um, And then slowly but surely, we have this kind of—the whole series, the first season, is basically— that two-minute decision that Lando made on Bespin and Empire Strikes Back, but this has just been, like, expanded to fill 21 episodes, which is the decision to allow the First Order onto the right. Colossus.
1: Right, and, and, I, and I could see that building up. Like I said, I've only watched, I guess, half the season, but you can see that's building up for the Imperial—the right. former Imperial officer, where he has to make— a really difficult choice because they're like we're going to let him know we, we saved his daughter they're manipulating him but the problem um,
0: is there's no drama because the first order like why are they being so nice like they take forever to get onto the planet well why were then,
1: the nazis nice in casablanca well
0: because Think in that case it. they actually had enemies there's the
1: there's the there's the uh what's the right word for it when you are when you're the bad guys you try really hard not to let anybody know you're the bad guys. Just ask uh, certain people that can make other people disappear.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: So you're saying In words, the First Order
0: it- tactically didn't want people to be upset on the Colossus, and that's why they took so freaking long to get on there and invade? Because once they got on there, they turned into real, real assholes real fast. I mean, they they put Aunt Z the bartender in jail as like one of their very first actions like if they're trying to endear themselves to the people that is a very bad decision i mean angie is like the ira on crack man she's like exactly she's like uh, bobby sands meets mrs butterworth man like she is not going to take anything taken down taken down so
1: that's why they put her in irons because you have to take care of the troublemakers you know hit the biggest one with the chair you know what i mean so i again i haven't watched the last few episodes but if you're telling me that the first order comes in and just lays waste everything then that kind of ruins all the resources that they might have wanted from this place so they wanted to have it under their control Hmm. not under their fearful you know um... i see in other words it's it's far easier to control people that like you than it is the, the people that 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 want to kill you just ask the nazis Hmm. <laughs> this is why they lost. Okay, well, maybe because I'm being a little go into hard places. on the show.
0: You know, I'm not a big cartoon fan. I'll accept that, possibly. You know, uh, but so I, you know, maybe I'll give it a chance and I'll watch the second season. Um, have you, have you seen the trailer? It looks like we're going to get some interesting stuff, uh, kind of intersecting with Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. And I do think that Kylo Ren is going to be in it too.
1: This is what worries me. Since they know the show has been canceled now, all bets are off. They can go even more out there, insane, outside of the canon, outside of any kind of linear understanding of what's going on. Um, will we get more stuff about Snoke, maybe?
0: See, my guess is that they knew from the get-go this is going to be a short run and they're just kind of experimenting, doing a show that sort of exactly. runs collinearly with the uh, sequel trilogy.
1: Exactly, and then they can get really creative and sometimes that isn't good for us man babies that like our Star Wars, you know. Served up like a pot pie or a Hunger Man TV house. dinner. Yes, something like that. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, again, if if to me, I watch it as Casablanca for kids, and it's interesting to me in that regard because you see how manipulation, how power and control are used, how abuse, how... Um, uh, the gambling, the debts, and things like that. Uh, you mentioned the old war-grizzled veteran bartender lady who it just hates everybody. You know, there's a lot of different personalities in it that I actually do like. That's I never true. watched droids because droids, to me, when I was a kid, looked stupid. I don't know if kids... You know, and I, I, like my kid, he likes Resistance, but he liked Rebels more, just like I do. I, he like, I liked Rebels more than I liked Resistance, but I don't hate Resistance. But to say that I would have watched it as a kid, if I were a kid now, Resistance, it might have been like Droids was to mm-hmm. me in the '80s, if that makes any sense. If what I'm saying makes sense, it's like right. I had no desire to watch Droids because it looked like some kid, cartoony crap
0: in a way in a way uh this show is more interesting to me because it is so compressed in terms of the timeline it occupies and there's less options available since it is this like isolated place and they don't have a lot of options to fly around one one of the problems with the clone wars uh whether it be the first version or the second version or um rebels that i find is there isn't that continuity like they can do anything, any episode. They can go anywhere. They can follow mm-hmm. anyone. So it's, it is it is kind of hard to get a sense of the place where you are. And I think with animation, that's really important. So I, I do think that the fact that they are on Colossus and there's like this place that feels lived in, that's probably one of the strongest parts
1: of the show to me. It's just a cartoon for kids. <laughs> Star Wars is obviously for kids, like I said. Right. You know. Blaster battles, gambling, war torn, you know, uh, allegiances, gangs, pirates, all the fun stuff that kids love.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to it like crazy when I was a kid um, as well. And so there have been, uh, you know, a few other properties um, that have animated Star Wars. I mean, notably, of course, was the Boba Fett scene which was in the um star wars holiday special the very first version of star wars animation i think and there was the Droids series which was that one or two seasons do you know
1: i don't know anything about droids
0: i think it was one i'm not sure maybe it was two there was ewoks as well um and then two different clone wars rebels am i forgetting any others uh,
1: I feel like this is a trap.
0: <laughs> yeah. So which which one have you watched the most? Like which one would you say is the most Star Wars to you of all the um, different Star Wars animated series that you like the most or that you really feel like captures the essence of the movies for for you?
1: For me, Clone Wars.
0: Clone Wars. And are I you... liked
1: um I liked uh, Dexter's Laboratory. That's why I started watching Clone Wars. I hadn't watched it when it was out. I think I was in college at the time doing all my Studying, and I didn't have time to watch it when it was actually running. I would have thought so you would I have been booted from
0: college uh, because most colleges have rules about um, attire and body odor and things like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually survived <laughs> college. I'm amazed, Teab.
1: Yeah, and I went to a, a place right near a castle. Impressive. You know, and now it is most considered impressive. the Hogwarts of the West. Yeah,
3: believe it or not.
1: <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I like Clone Wars because I like Tartoski. Um I love the fact that Oh, I'm sorry, he... you're talking
0: about the original. I thought you were talking about the uh the Dave Filoni Clone Wars, the more recent one.
1: No, I'm talking about the original. Oh
0: yeah, okay. See I don't know that one at all. That that one's really escaped me. I've never watched it. A lot of people love it,
1: but Well, this is the thing. He he did it as like a like a a like a love note, like a like a postcard basically to the universe. Like he put it out there. As just a fun thing to have out there, and then George Lucas said, "I love it. It's canon." <laughs> I mean, that wow. tells you all you need to know. The ma- the maker has has blessed it and said he likes it. He liked it so much that it became canon. So he this didn't, was, you know, before Disney and everything like that. He didn't so get any help this with it was the from first...
0: Lucasfilm or anything. He didn't what? He didn't get any help to make it from Lucasfilm or anything.
1: I don't know all those details, but. I do know that wow. it, he might have gotten help like from ILM and maybe those kind of people. Right. But I don't I don't know if it was ever supposed to be canon and then that when he saw the final thing I guess he was like, Yeah, that's canon. Like he liked it so much. Like it fit in with his idea of the characters and everything. And I mean we got Ahsoka Ahsoka Khan out of it, so
0: Right. And Ahsoka is still going to be coming back, isn't she, in the new uh, season of Clone Wars that's, that's gonna be coming what out? I've
1: heard that's what I've heard. I'm very excited about that. I think she's one of the best characters to never be in a movie.
0: And she she's also in Rebels, isn't she?
1: Yes. When she makes that appearance, it is – I don't want to ruin it for our listeners, but yeah. when she That, that made the series a whole other level of awesome for me. So, I really like Rebels. So what I, is I, it
0: about Ahsoka and her Liku that does it for you?
1: <laughs> she's red, she's got Liku, Almost <laughs> as good as mine I mean, she's a Jedi, she's like a badass She looks great in tights What else do you want? Just like me
0: The A woman who voices her I saw her do an interview I think we talked about this uh, at the uh, Star Wars celebration There in Chicago this year That we were at And I, I tried to talk to her, but she was just so goofy And giddy, like I almost felt like she was on drugs Or something, or death sticks Because she's actually genuinely A Star Wars fanatic like, there's really? yeah, there's no separation in her life at all between working as somebody in the Star Wars world and being a fan of Star Wars. Like, they are completely one and the same. And to me, that's very bizarre. I'm not sure if it's a bad thing or a good thing. It is a little weird, though, to see. Because even, like, really enthusiastic uh, people like Mark Hamill, I mean, there's still this wry sort of separation, right? I mean, he knows it's important to be perceived as someone who loves star wars but there's also like this thing where it's like no i have an identity apart from this but not not for her man like she is all in 100 percent. it's really really weird
1: that's my favorite kind of people my, my favorite people are people that work in the industry that love what they are doing and loved it before like uh the girl who played luna Lovegood. good i guess she and uh harry potter sorry to switch you know Everything. Oh but yeah, she's really I old. I think that's I really guess. a fascinating story, right?
0: She she was actually very very old compared to the age of the character, right?
1: I heard she was I heard she was um bulimic or something, and I guess J.K. Rowling made some kind of a deal with her that she would let her play Luna if she beat that, you know, if, oh, she, if wow. she turned that around, and she did, But she was just a giant fan who wow. Loved the books and loved, you know, all things Harry Potter. And then when the opportunity came to try out for Luna...
0: Because she's like a you know. ghost, right?
1: She's very pale, yeah. Uh-huh. But
0: isn't she the one who's I mean, that's like Luna's in the, in the hot kinda... tub with Harry Potter or whatever? Like... What's
1: that? Yeah. No, you're thinking of uh, Moaning Myrtle. Oh, yeah, Moaning Myrtle. (laughs) Right, right. She's a ghost. She's in the tub. Yeah, that's not her.
0: (laughs) That's a really weird scene. Yeah. We could go on a whole other show. We
1: could do a whole Harry Potter show if you want. Please, dear God, no. (laughs) Faking Harry Potter, but we'd get sued because J.K. Rowling doesn't f around does she not she is not very nice about her properties now
0: right right well that definitely gives me cause to want to piss her off but i'm I'm not a harry potter fan uh, and i don't think i ever will become one um i just that was something that went over or under my head uh for lack of the better over or under my helmet i should say um yes okay well uh you know uh very interesting to have uh, two more uh, seasons of animation coming at us in the next year along with the Mandalorian I mean uh, for a TV show we're going to have the last season of Clone Wars season 7 and the final season of Star Wars Resistance season 2 it's going to be a smorgasbord burgasturga burgam star wars animation burger 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 star wars wars so what are you going to do with your free time I mean it's going to be crazy team how are you going to find I will time not have to free eat? Time
1: because Disney will just keep churning out Star Wars until I die. <laughs> and then after I'm dead, I will hope that you will continue to, you know, carry on the mantle of uh of all the faking Star Wars goodness. I
0: guarantee it. Have you have you given any thought to who who you would like to play if you were doing any voice acting as an animated character in Star Wars, who would you like to do the voice for?
1: Oh wow. Now you're just going crazy. Um Oof. Give me a give me a movie like like narrow it down.
0: Okay, uh, bib- if we did so a, a movie of or a series, let's say animated characters from Return of the Jedi.
1: I would like to be Luke then. Okay, from Return of the Jedi, uh, I've always liked that iteration of Luke. I always thought that was the most, uh, you know refined version of that character he
0: was a little bit more a creature of conflict right he had a little bit more intensity a little bit less optimism about the universe a little bit more drama in his character maybe
1: yeah but if I played him I would insist on ruling the galaxy as father and son we would have killed the emperor Mm. I've talked about this before but we would have killed the emperor taken over the the galaxy we would have been benevolent dictators basically
0: That, that would be an interesting moment if they actually did have a in in Star Wars where there was uh father and son ruling the galaxy maybe in the, the future future uh, properties we'll get that for me i would think i would have to have a character with Liku. Uh, i would go with maybe bib fortuna
1: as a voice actor
0: oh, yeah. hey de wanga
3: dewana it's itsuba
0: <laughs> this is thousands and really thousands good. of hours of practice team this is my only chance to audition
1: Go ahead, do it again. I I, I didn't mean to, to laugh in your face.
0: <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got.
1: <laughs> oh, that's all you got? Jabba right. <laughs> no I guess he's the worst leku having character in Star he's Wars. He's definitely the sexiest. The Come be? on. No, there's oh it didn't. And his brother,
0: his team. brother or like nephew appears in like uh, Rogue One actually, as like yes Biff Fortuna or Bizzle. Fin- what is it? Bizzle Fortuna? It's something like that.
1: Oh, well, I thought it was the same guy. No,
0: it's not Bib Fortuna. It's like his relative. It's like Bizzle. <laughs> I know. It's like, hey, Bizzle.
1: You got to look out for those Fortunas, I got to yeah, tell man. you. They're a bunch of problems. Baby Illin, man. Baby messing
0: with my flow on Tatooine and on, J- on, on Jedha. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool like if bib fortuna did like some gangster rap i would i, I think that definitely would be <laughs> like a, a bitching way to end like a star wars animation if bib fortuna gets out there and starts waggling his leku everywhere and starts spitting some mad flow i would definitely okay that show.
1: i got it i got it you're gonna be in an animated version where <laughs> you are bizzle fortuna and vanilla ice is bib fortuna. there we go <laughs> <laughs> and you guys rip off Queen songs, and you rap to
0: that. Bib, bib, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, well, it's Go time for uh, Galactic Faking news.
0: news, and right now we are live with our breaking news correspondent, uh, Teeb, who is on the cliffs of Octo. Teeb, are you there? Can you hear me?
1: i can hear you can you hear me uh
0: just barely um you know you may have to uh you may have to do some rigmarole with a radar there or possibly uh you know throw throw your radio over your shoulder or something and it might adjust it possibly so we can hear you a little better
1: let me try let me try that real (laughs) quick oh i i that seems to have worked thank you that that's much better
0: so what's going on there teab what can you tell us
1: well, uh, as you know, uh, there's been some talks that uh, president of the galaxy, Donald Trump, is in, uh, he's, he's eyeballing maybe buying some land over here in Ahto and Batuu uh, over there in uh, the, the Disney worlds.
0: Very interesting. How did you come into this information, Teeb?
1: I always look at my fakingstarwars.net for any uh, breaking news. And so I got my butt in a uh, speeder and I sped right over here. And he's actually out here surveying the land. He's wearing a hard hat and everything. It's pretty crazy. He's a real hands on kind of like, uh, you know, uh,
0: leader. Well, um, I don't want to ask too much of you, but is there any chance that you could get an exclusive with him and hear what's actually going on?
1: Well, I am actually friends with his Secret Service detail, so it's not a problem at all. I can I can speak directly to him if you'd like me to. Please. Uh okay, let me uh just uh see if I can that's four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars seven hundred dollars. There you go. Yes, sir. Uh yes, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir, yes. I'm very excited to speak to you. Mr. Trump, um, Hello. If, if you have a moment, if I could, if I could speak to you for just uh, just a few questions about your plans here on Octo. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so are you worried about pork control at all? I understand you're going to be putting a golf course here, and I uh, just want to know what your pork control plan is.
4: Look, there are too many porgs in Octo. It's a terrible problem. Very terrible. But our best science is on it. It's taken care of. We have the best groundskeeper in the world. Best in the world. We are gonna rake the ground of Octo. No more nests, nothing. I'm telling you, Octo is gonna be fantastic.
1: Wow. That's that's really fantastic. good. I'm glad you have a plan.
4: Fantastic.
1: That's awesome. Uh, will your sons be trophy hunting the Octo sirens by shooting them in the face while they're grazing on the verdant peaceful
4: cliffs. They're very they're very beautiful animals. I, as I said I love
1: the sirens,
4: people know me. They know I love the sirens. If you hear that I don't love the sirens, fake news. It's fake news. I love the sirens. My sons, they're also nature lovers. It's all fake news. We are almost vegetarian in my in my family. We almost grew up vegetarian. It's all fake news.
1: Well, what's your favorite milk, green or blue?
4: I, I like milk. I do. I, I drink milk every day. I drink a variety of milks. I'm a milk connoisseur. I'm a milk connoisseur. I love milk.
1: I would have expected you to say red milk, but that's okay. So why exactly are you looking to buy Octo? Is there anything hiding underneath? Octo is
4: great for America. America loves Octo. Octo loves America. We love each other. There's just so much love going on in Octo. I just love Octo. I need it. I love it. It needs me. It's, you just can't even believe it. You just can't imagine it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
1: Well, let's talk about some unbelievable things. Uh so I'm hearing the numbers are already down in Batu and some are saying there's gonna be a recession. So how are you gonna boost sales as they are clearly facing a recession right now on uh the Batu and Achto properties? Look, we are going to make America
4: fake again. This is this is it. America needs Batu. America wants Batu. Batu is great. You know, there's, there's some economics involved. Uh, You've got to talk to the economics people. They know better than I do. I, I'm telling you that Batu is going to be bodacious. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, Batu has some of the best beaches, some of the best resort space. I am going to put a, a, a golf course on every acre of Batu. It's going to be fantastic.
1: I'm telling you, it's going to be fantastic. Terrific. Terrific. Thank you very much for your time. Mr. Galactic President of the Universe and the Galaxy and all things wonderful. And uh, we hope that everything works out for this uh, plan and that we see more Trump Towers all across the galaxy, uh, not just far, far May away. May the foe
4: be with you. Make America the force again.
0: Okay, well, uh, thank you for the scoop, T. Boy, fantastic investigative journalism at its finest. Um, I just have to say, though, just... Offhanded, you know, there just seemed to be something odd about President Trump's vocal cadence or something. Uh, does he have a cold, or is it the, uh, the altitude that's getting to him somehow?
1: Uh, I hate to um, confess this, but um, I think that we just got hamled.
0: What do you mean, hamled?
1: Uh I am definitely on toe, but I'm, I, I just realized that I was not speaking to the Emperor Trump. I was speaking to Mark Hamill.
3: Apparently he
1: was wearing a terrible wig, uh, had a couple of people behind him with sunglasses on, I'm easily fooled, and the rest is uh, faking Star Wars history. He's still laughing, you can hear him laughing over there. Yeah, you're really funny, Mark. Yeah. Maybe next time, maybe we'll get a real interview with him, but uh, that was actually not him. So, I'm sorry. Galactic taking news.
0: So, Teeb, uh, as you know, uh, coming up this weekend, um, when, whenever the podcast is on, we're recording this on a Tuesday, but uh, this weekend coming up is D23 in Anaheim. Um, do you know, by the way, why it's called D23?
1: Oh, yikes. Uh, I believe it has something to do with reference to the original animation uh room the studio that Walt Disney had so
0: my references told me that it has actually to do with the year of Disney's founding so
3: 1923
1: hmm. i'm a member something of me to do with and i don't know actually i just know that tom hanks the first is the number, year so. of
0: something so what's that right and and you have the first year of something involved with disney maybe it was the first year it incorporated or something so disney 23 that's that's hmm. why so it's been almost 100 years that you've been a member, huh?
1: I've been a member for a long time, that's for sure.
0: So I think it's $75 a year to join, is that right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. It's it's ridiculous. So then does that
0: mean that you, given your donation, you actually get to go to D23?
1: I do, actually, yeah.
0: Wow. So how, how many times have
1: you been? Uh, 46.
0: Amazing. And is it everything that we've hoped for?
1: No, nah, it's actually really um, overrated. There's too many people there. Everybody smells and uh, farts way too much.
0: Well, we don't know for sure, but we have been told through our secret, secret sources that this uh, D23 is going to confirm, finally, once and for all, the Kenobi film uh, with Ewan McGregor. Possibly with him even directing or producing.
1: Yeah, That's always a uh, you know, ringing endorsement for success. Writer, director, producer, actor absolutely and McGregor <laughs> um,
0: some of the other items that we're going to be hearing about are the you know Ryan Johnson is still working on his Star Wars trilogy that has not been sidelined at all it's still going strong Benioff and Weiss though are only going to be writing one script for their whole trilogy because uh, after that they're actually hopping over to Netflix
1: yes I don't know I'm sure there's going to be a lot of amazing news uh, shared at the D23 I'll just be in my hotel room Watching uh, Porg shows.
0: Porg week. Porg week on. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> i watching Channel, the right? Porg
1: week. I mean, everybody else is going to be downstairs, getting all sweaty and farty and gross and shaking <laughs> hands and pretending like Ugh. they give a crap about people.
0: Well, um, I'm not going because I am afraid of uh, the mouse. Actually, so I never go to any Disney events. Um, but uh, it will be interesting to see if we get any more footage from Rise of uh, Skywalker.
1: What do you mean you're afraid of the mouse?
0: Mice, they terrify me.
1: Oh, mice. Not not like mm. the mouse. You're not just afraid of oh, the mouse. Oh, that too.
0: Insofar as it is a mouse. I mean, he
1: wears pants. He's a producer. It's not a big deal. I'm also
0: afraid of pants.
1: You're afraid of pants too? Well, then I don't know what the hell to tell you. <laughs> you got a lot of problems, helmet head.
0: Notice I've never worn jeans. You've, you've seen me in uniform. I'm always wearing a, it's a case of plastic armor. I don't wear pants.
1: They are very chafing.
0: Faking Star Wars. Listener Mail. Um, that sound means, Teeb, it's time for Listener Mail. Uh, we put a call out this past week for uh, questions about animation, and here are a couple of uh, hits that we got. Uh, Papa Bear, who actually is a faking Star Wars contributor, um, asked Why, in every la- list and ranking out there, is the 2008 Clone Wars animated movie never listed in the movie lists? It's considered canon, and it is a movie. Boy, Teeb, I just I can't imagine why the two thousand eight Clone Wars animated movie is rarely mentioned by Lucasfilm or George Lucas or anybody. Can you? Uh,
1: because it's good and they don't want it competing <laughs> with the thing that's out there now, which is not as good. Perhaps You must be kidding me. I never kid. I'm very serious all the time. I never joke around about right. comedy.
0: It's absolute garbage, isn't it? It's the best one out there. What are you, nuts? No, I'm serious. I couldn't even make it through, and I was so excited for it. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree on that, I think. so. Here's another letter that comes to us from there, underscore is another. There is another on, tw- on Twitter, actually, who writes, Before Star Wars Rebels, I used to just be me. After Star Wars Rebels, people in real life told me that I remind them of Kanan Jarrus. Now, multiple people have told me that I'm like Kanan. Well, I say that Kanan Jarris acts like me. I was around before and after he was. Wow. Huh. Could be a strange case of art mirroring reality, I suppose.
1: That is a little odd. Who is this there is another? Is he really Kanan Jarris? No, and he's not he doesn't want anybody to know?
0: It could be it could be uh, it could be a, a little fake fake.
1: Wouldn't that be interesting?
0: And here's one more. Uh this comes to us from Aurora Spark 4 on Twitter who uh gives a a picture of Phineas and Ferb and they've been Star Wars-ified. So Star Wars Phineas and Ferb anybody? Uh have you watched
1: Phineas and Ferb? I have. Uh it's actually Not a bad show. I'm not, like... This is
0: adorable. Like, you've got uh, Darth Maul kind of, like, stylized with a little hood, and uh, the little duck guy has a lightsaber. I don't know his name. Maybe you do.
1: The little duck guy. He's a platypus, man.
0: Oh, he's a platypus. (laughs)
1: He is clearly a platypus, but they
0: only have his face on this picture, so how am I to know that the, uh, you have to open the, up the curtains don't match and, the drapes? He has <laughs> amazing
1: beaver tail. He's got the beaver tail and <laughs>
0: Okay, now that I now that I am looking more at his genitals, he does have a beaver tail. Yeah, you have to look head. at his genitals. He
1: doesn't wear them on his head like the, like you know like I do. So you got to look around a little. So so this
0: guy looks really cool. I could see him in a Star Wars movie. Like if they animated him like CGI,
1: he would fit right in with like Maz Kanata.
0: Hey, I'm Maz Kanata, and this is my this is my lover. This animated platypus.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think it would be a really interesting show if they would ever do that or the Muppets property. Um, you, if you've listened to anything else I've done and other iterations, I like sure. to mention that I love pigs in space and I would love to see more Disney property crossovers where they actually like do like a, 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 a limited series or just even one episode, like Disney Phineas and Ferb star Wars. I want this to be real. Why isn't this real? We need to make this happen.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm afraid I can't help you there. Did and this happen? Is this real? Reality. The medicines might help.
1: I don't even know what's real anymore. On this show, I've lost all meaning of reality and time and space. And I mean, I just interviewed well, we have somebody that effect on Donald Trump, and it turned out to be Mark Hamill. Clearly, I don't know anything
0: about <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. So. Okay, well, uh, that's all for listener mail today, but um, if you'd like to get back to us with more listener mail, you can hit me on Twitter at StormDuper or Willie Bobo at FakingStarWars. Well, um, unfortunately, Teab, that's about all we have time for this week. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us?
1: You can always find us at FakingStarWars.net. That is a website right. that has all sorts of great stories, uh, parodies, satire, wonderful comedy. and comedy. We hope that you laugh. We hope that you like. We hope that you love and you learn and you grow and develop as human beings or whatever, you know species or race that you are we we don't mind and we'd love you to check out our store too um there's definitely a link to fsw merch if you go to fakingstarwars.net it has all the places that you can find us
0: uh right that's um we have some great t-shirts and mugs and all of the gear it's a bit bit bit.ly that's bit.ly slash fsw merch
1: yes or you could just go to fakingstarwars.net and find everything you need to find uh, you can find this podcast in fact uh, you can also find this podcast on twitter at fsw radio and on instagram hmm. at fsw radio and you can also find us on real faking star wars real what is it for facebook i always forget uh slash real faking star wars yeah real faking star wars I love that you always mention the Facebook.com part because you think that our listeners are complete morons. I think it's <laughs>
0: Facebook.org dot Why don't you say HTTP
1: yeah. colon forward slash H- forward slash H- www.hxyp. H- w- H-X-Y-P. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. HL4P. <laughs> slash yeah, who let Herbert in colon, here? Colon question mark semicolon.
1: <laughs> Go sweep the v- room.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: well, hey, you know, once someone writes it down, I'll read it. doesn't matter how many times... Um, you can also if you want to support us and like what we do go visit our Patreon that's at patreon.com slash Wars. sign up become a patron the more patrons we get the more fun we have and uh, you know you can uh, join for just as little as a dollar uh, per month at just like Darth, Ta- Darth Texas who consistently has been joining at the fake Jedi Knight tier
1: yeah make sure you follow me on Twitter at tbrontor that's t-e-e-b-r-o-n-t-r on Twitter I have like mm-hmm. 152 followers and that's just sad. The
0: tubinator
1: Yeah, as good looking as I am, I mean, do I have to start sending news to people or something?
0: Damn. Do you have to start engaging people like humans? <sighs> Treating I don't people like like engaging real? People. I like just I know. you know,
1: like being <laughs> me, man. Let me let me do me. You do you, and you know, it's all good.
0: Fair
4: but enough, follow fair me because
1: I, I crave that attention and I need the dopamine rush.
0: Hmm. Well, have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes or another podcast platform of choice, such as Stitcher, which we prefer here on the podcast. Um, As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for the best in Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time.
1: May the foe be with you all. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>